0: Grease the wheels of your Diablo 4 excitement with the KFC Double Down. With a mere order and optional consumption of a KFC Double Down, you will be the recipient of a Diablo 4 beta code, along with an overactive heart rate needed to achieve digestion of that quote-unquote sandwich. Next month's headline, KFC reports record order levels of the return of the Double Down. Gee, I wonder why. This is the Triple D intro. Now it's time for your hosts, Rob Roberts, Jamie Summers, and Loki, to tell you more about this and the rest of the week's foodie news. Starting right now on the show, where every gamer has a voice...
1: Hello, my friends out there on the internet. Welcome back to another week of the show where every gamer has a voice. It is Orange Lounge Radio, and we are live once again with episode number 951 of our show for March the 12th of 2023. My name is Rob Roberts, and I am joined every week, oftentimes by Dark Sakura or Jamie Summers, except she's not here at the moment but she'll be joining us a little later on in the show she has had a little bit of an overlap with uh, another twitch stream she was invited to participate with tonight and hey if it gets her a chance to advertise this show and podcast in front of a new crowd then i say go for it because i still have here to entertain me for the first hour or so say hello as always to Techmaster loki
2: that's a really a high bar for me to hit entertaining, but I am here.
1: <laughs> well, if not, I can watch the video game that's playing behind you as we do tape live every Sunday night at twitch.tv slash Vogue Network. That's V-O-G Network for the Voice of Geeks Network. Twitch TV, Vogue Network, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, Daylight Time now, right after the Bobby Blackwolf show. Hopefully, I forgot to tweet about the time change. I'm hoping everybody remembers. It's not... It's not the people in the places that time change. It's the people in the places that don't time change that I worry, forget, oh, yeah, you know, uh, the U.S., you know, well, most, I think, what, 48 states do daylight savings time. So most of the U.S. changed their clocks, even if we didn't. So hopefully uh, everybody caught wind of that. Um, but I think everything is scheduled on the Twitch page. So if you ever are unsure, like what time is it in my time? If you just go to twitch.tv slash vlog network, there's a schedule that shows you when everything is on. It makes it very easy. All right. Anyway, I was pointing out um uh that there's a game that plays behind you and tonight it looks like is this South Park stick of truth or the fractured oh, this it's the first one.
2: It's the stick of truth, yeah.
1: Yeah. What made you uh pick this game tonight?
2: i don't know i saw some south park clips earlier in the week and it's pretty funny yeah so
1: it's just it's interesting that the power what this was on playstation 3 right it's interesting that mm -hmm. the power of the playstation 3 was enough to pretty much accurately draw south park to look exactly like the show because obviously the joke is south park isn't exactly known for its expert animation but more the uh biting humor i suppose um it was
2: a great game. Both of them were a great game. Yeah, they, I I'm surprised there hasn't been them.
1: another one yet. Maybe they're working on it. They just haven't. Seen I it hope
2: yet. that there will be one because yeah. they are actually very good RPGs. Like mm-hmm. they're really entertaining, and especially if you like the show, it's just it's it's just good. It's just good writing all around. So yeah.
1: Uh, going to our chat, uh, because again, as we tape live at Vogue Network, we enjoy uh, seeing your chat comments tonight. Uh, VO by Kurt, hello, shout out to my DragonCon buddy, says, time changed for the last time, right? No. Uh, even though, at least in California, we voted to make daylight savings permanent, like in 2017, there's a whole process it has to go through. And my understanding was what we voted on was only advisory, it was basically saying, we want this. And uh, it still has to go through this whole – basically, Congress has to approve it. And we all know how effective Congress is doing literally anything. So unfortunately, it's one of those things we're just going to keep going back and forth for some time. I like the late sun, especially, you know, sometimes the seasons – you know, I've been pretty open. The seasons can kind of affect my mood, especially this year when we've had like a lot, a lot of rain. So I prefer daylight savings. I understand there's other people that may have like sleeping issues that maybe feel the reverse. Um, so, you know, but we read it, even if we just do 30 minutes forward, then fine, make a compromise. Then uh, we just need to stick with it permanently and be done with it. But
2: yeah, I think that like one of the arguments I know is like kids starting school at like seven o'clock, which why are they starting school at seven o'clock? But it's like dark out. I guess Mm -hmm. is one of the things. Then just start them later.
1: But yeah, I know then start later. Then they can stay outside and play until like seven o'clock at night. But then again, who sends kids outside to play anymore? There's danger outside. (sighs) Even though I was uh, told to go outside and play, I would stay in and play video games as would, I think a lot of you. (laughs) uh also there's a big uh there's a big ceremony on tv tonight that has a whole lot of pomp and circumstance and there's fashion and cute dresses and tuxedos uh the only oscar i want to hear about tonight lives in a trash can let me put it that way um here's the thing it's not that i'm like morally opposed to them or whatever it's just it doesn't change anything as far as i'm concerned everything everywhere all at once is one of the best movies i've ever seen period and no silly statue race is going to change that or take that away from me or change that movie. And that's that some people I know get really into it, but it's just one of those things where then I feel like, you know, I'm not trying to sound too hippy dippy, but it's like, we're pitting women against each other. We're pitting works of art against each other. And it's just this whole mess that just feels, it just feels silly. Like, I get it's Hollywood's night or whatever, but it would be nice if we could maybe just recognize it without all this fricking. But um, what ends up being basically political of, of a sort, not necessarily red versus blue, but politics of a different sort behind the scenes, it just kind of takes away from the whole thing, to be honest. Um, Although to tie it into games, because yes, it does tie into games. And before we get to our kickoff, let me bring this up. Loki, have you heard anything about the streaming awards? Because I was seeing stuff on this on Twi- Twitter. Yeah, uh, I and I asked. knew
2: uh, that t- they were a thing. Um, I am very happy to see that. Um, what was it? There was a category called League of Their Own, and that Doug Doug won that because I I really think he's a great streamer, and mm-hmm. so I was, I was happy to see he he's like I don't think i'm gonna win this i don't even know why i got nominated like i wasn't i was purposely not campaigning to be in this and like and he not only did he get in but he also won which is kind of funny he's like i don't know why i'm here and winning but okay thanks
1: well interesting? i've seen i've seen a lot of people that were kind of talking down about it too and i was just trying to kind of think of like well why because i don't you know and well, why why am i so it's- poo-poo on the Oscars yet I'll follow the Game Awards and I think so
2: here's here's why it's a little weird and like and I don't I don't follow it close enough but like it is put on by I don't remember what her name is, something princess, but it's Ludwig's girlfriend, and Ludwig is oh, also nominated oh, for my these God. categories.
1: Somebody get a fucking whiteboard and draw out the relationships. I need a TikTok that I I didn't oh, even Q- know yeah, that Q- was T- a princess. QT princess,
2: Q- I mean, but like it's oh. not supposed to be like a big deal because it's not like it's it's like it's not like oh because of that Ludwig's gonna win all the categories That's or something true. like all that. But of Hollywood, course, you know all these Hollywood wanna, like, people are point fucking at each other and too. Stuff. Yeah. But like it, it's it's just it's it's unnecessary drama. I don't really follow a lot of streamers, so like the one I do follow, I'm glad he won. I mean, because I think that's it's awesome. Like all of his streams are like I can genuinely say all of it. Well, even when he's not doing anything, it's still genuinely entertaining. And like the the concepts that he puts out in his videos, a lot of it has a, a ton of chat interaction stuff like that. Is is just really fun like if i see like his a notification that he's streaming it's like i gotta immediately watch it like it's just that good so i am i'm glad that he did uh win that category even though he didn't really care to win or want to win
1: um i think part of the reason why the streaming awards gets a little bit of pushback and i I, not to say some people i guess are into it i was seeing some positive chat on social media as well but for me i kind of felt like it the takeaway is it's kind of a fat get fatter sort of thing that a lot of the people that are getting acknowledged at these types of ceremonies, it it they don't really need it. And it's it's one of those types of it just feels like it's a big click. And I understand they have two or three categories that are intentionally set up to be the next big thing or congratulations, little person. Pat, 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 you're doing a great job streaming. Here's a lollipop and a pat on the ass. Like it's just you know there's some there's some kind of playing to the uh underdog categories but otherwise it just feels like a fat getting fatter type of thing and it's like a lot of the people that are nominated you're like you know and i'm not going to name names because i'm not trying to be a total bitch but you you all know what i'm talking about like there's just names where it's like there are websites that report on when these people take a fart and it's like is it (laughs) it's just it's just wild to me that that some of these streamers are are that influential, but that's the world we live in now, I guess. So, it's yeah. Weird. Anyway, Anyway. Uh, ZenMonkey11 in chat says, the show was bad, but there's a place for it. There wasn't any big-name streamers like that. Well, I heard a lot of them canceled. I looked at the nominee list, and there were plenty of nominees like that. So, I, if they didn't show up, then that's a whole different drama thing, but... You know, um, I sort of feel like you want to be careful what bridges you burn in the gaming industry, and that would even go around influencers as well, because you never know. You never know. That's why I don't name names. You never know. Um, also, one other point I wanted to touch on before we get into the actual, you know, lead topic tonight, I want to address why am I so poo-poo on the Oscars, but we talk about the game awards here. I think one of the big things is that the Game Awards is still kind of an up-and-coming news ceremony because they also fuse it with a lot of the gaming news. They've kind of forced that show to be very relevant. And quite honestly, I think many the, the other difference is many of us know... The awards don't matter to us, the fandom. Now, I understand the awards can go a long way on somebody's resume and so forth, but most of the time, most of us are sitting here going, yeah, of course, that game won. Or, mm, okay, yeah, of course, you know, you want to talk about a fat, get fatter type of thing. Like, a lot of the the Game Awards stuff just ends up being whatever. It's more of a sideshow to everything else going on. Whereas, like, with the Oscars, I'm like, dang, people really invest a lot into why somebody freaking lost a particular award or or whatever it is when it's just like there's a there's a lot of weird people that vote on those things in the first place and there's been a lot of interesting articles about that stuff this last week but anyway it's whatever award shows they're always going to be out there what can you do uh all right let's talk about what else is going on in the gaming industry this week and actually to start tonight, I want to talk about more of a platform that a lot of us have started using in the last few years. And this platform was really only getting bigger and bigger during the pandemic and so forth. And that's Discord. There's been a lot of news surrounding Discord this week. Uh, for one, the official PlayStation 5 firmware, that integrated Discord support, was released. So now you can finally join A Discord chat room from, well, actually, you don't even join it from your PlayStation 5. You push a button in the Discord app and it, like, sends it to your PlayStation 5. It's a little little messy, but I guess it's how they had to do it. It works. It's cool, whatever. But the interesting thing about it is now you have what is essentially official support to talk to people on Xbox and PlayStation across those two. Uh, now, granted, a lot of people are using Discord to do this anyway for games that supported crossplay, but it is interesting that now that is naturally embedded of sorts. So I think that part is interesting. So that's some good news in Discord's hat this week. Some other things where maybe the news is a little more a bit of a question mark. One of them has to do with AI. That's right. Uh, AI experiences are going to be expanding within Discord, including a popular thing, I guess, that's been coming... I. I've seen this, I've never played with it myself, but it's called ChatGPT. In a tweet this week, Discord wrote, When it comes to sharing AI experiences with your friends, there's no place like Discord. Today we're introducing new AI experiments, including an AI chatbot named Clyde, Automod AI, and conversation summaries, and launching an AI incubator. Now, Clyde has always been a part of Discord. That's a robot that's supposed to help you get through the platform, but basically they're adding a little more AI into it through ChatGPT. So Clyde can now talk like this ChatGPT, which I remember when this was all an AOLIM bot that you – t- what was the name of that AOLIM bot you could message and have conversations with? It was so silly. Anyway – Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Lee TV in chat says AI is getting crazy. It is. And some people would say for worse, not always for better. Uh, An example of that would be when uh, all the new profile picture things started showing up recently, right? So we, you know, those big art apps. Uh, A lot was coming out about how those art apps were learning, and it was learning from people that weren't necessarily opting in to wanting to being learned from. And therefore, you had a lot of the styles of these magically generated profile pics and things were essentially heavily influenced, dare I say, ripped off of other people's artwork. And so that is leading people to ask, how is Discord going to train its AI? Discord has access to almost all the chat in the world right now. Not just voice chat, but chat and channels. Now chat with robots and so forth. They have a very interesting platform to be able to expand AI. Discord, by the way, has come out this week and said they're not recording your voice chats or your live streams because there was a policy update that came out. And that concerns some people. A new policy going into effect March 27th said... Any content that you upload to the service could be collected or stored by Discord. Custom emojis, shared files, voice messages, written posts. Yeah. A Discord representative in an interview with PC Gamer said, there has not been a change in our position regarding recording user content. Um, In the updated policy, we provided clarity to outdated language that might be confusing, giving some upcoming product enhancements and releases, what I just talked about. However, we want to be clear. Discord does not store or record user content without their knowledge. But of course, this leads a lot of skeptics to ask, well does it process it doesn't necessarily have to save it in order to process what it needs in real time. Right? Uh, And plus, a lot of this stuff is naturally stored on a cloud anyway. Maybe not your voice chats, but the chats that you're having, the files that you're sending, and those sorts of things. There's still plenty of reasons for people to be skeptical with this, and I kind of get it. Anyway, some of the other AI uh, features that are going to be coming to Discord. um, I guess there's also an avatar remix feature feature. It allows you to remix other avatars using generative image models. Sounds very familiar to what I was just talking Mm. about. But this code, they say, is available on GitHub for developers to use. So at least there is a transparency around that. But all of this is very interesting. And I'm kind of curious, what do you all think about this? Do you welcome AI? Or are you thinking about the Cylons in Battlestar Galactica? Or just the fact that it feels a little weird that maybe some of the things you're doing and saying could be playing into the development of these systems. I will point out something that's also come around on uh, social media and and other uh, blog posts and things is that you can actually go in and turn off in your settings on Discord, you can actually turn off some of those listening features. Uh, I'm a little hesitant to show my settings screen live here as we're broadcasting because I don't know what sensitive information might be in there and I don't want to look live. However, um, I do know if you go into your options and you look at some of the various settings and maybe somebody in chat can point out what specific menu it is, you can disable Discord to actually – because there's these, all these things about upload data or share my data to improve Discord. And there's a lot of people that are shutting that off right now. And what's funny, I, and this is something I noticed, because I shut it off because, well, why? I fucking pay a monthly fee for Discord. I don't need to be sending them data. I'm, I'm helping them financially, right? I turned it off, and I was welcomed with a message when I logged in over in the corner where it showed where my friends were playing. It actually said, you could make this more useful by turning this feature on. And I was like, oh, that's shady. Leave me alone. I don't
2: think that's necessarily like I think everyone's really blown this out of proportion because you know as far as app feedback goes and so like that that's something that's baked into a lot of apps it's it's usually like crash reports and stuff like that you know that they can understand okay hey people are crashing because of this bug and this exception or whatever and they can go and fix software a little bit better or they'll see you know generic user statistics on like. Okay, like, for example, with Windows does this sometimes, or even like different web browsers, like, okay, we have a ton of people using the, you know, they're using the calculator app, let's really, you know, try to put some development time into the calculator app to make it better or something like that. Or, hey, they're not looking at this thing that we just added. Let's figure out why. And that's kind of the user statistics that they're looking at that they're not i don't think training chat gpt off of discord information because why would you do that when the internet exists you can literally train it off of the internet and it's a way bigger data set anyways than what they've got plus they're just using the api which is i think trained off of all this stuff already um you have like for example edge having kind of an even more um enhanced version of chat gpt that actually can search the web now and it's actually really exciting to see how you know you can ask it a question and it comes out with answers and site sources that you can like you know look at things it's almost like an actual like when they're talking about like digital assistants and stuff like, that, like Cortana sucks like that that was just awful that they they even named their stupid thing Cortana they should have waited till this ai stuff came out but It's actually now fulfilling that promise that they had made before where it's like it actually will make things easier for you and stuff like that. And I get it like the training stuff is a little bit um, sketchy right now. And I think a lot of it was rushed people trying to rush to market to get something viable. And so, because of that, they cut a lot of corners. You know, they're like, but look how they, I think they thought, like, hey, people are going to see how amazing this is and it's going to be awesome. And they're not going to think about what data sets we, you know, we use to try to like make this thing learn. Um, and yeah, they're not happy with it generating images that say Getty images in it, obviously, and stuff like that but I don't think it's like evil stuff yet. I mean, certainly. Yeah. We can eventually convince it to be evil, but like, um, right now it's, I think it'd be pretty amazing. I think this is gonna be like the next big step in just technology and the internet is going to be AI. And it's actually pretty exciting. Like all the stuff that you can do. Like, I like the fact that like, I can go and say, Hey, I have this code. I want to convert into this language or whatever. Like, Can you help me do that? Sure. And it'll spit out something. And it may not be 100% all the time. But see, I think there's some of the limitations that it had was it wasn't able. The original chat GPT was, I think, the source was from, I don't know how far back it went. But it was cut off at, like, 2021 type of thing. So it didn't have, you know, it couldn't search the web for more updated information. Um, But now that it's able to parse that stuff, and like, I I think it's going to be really exciting, really interesting to see how they leverage it. now. Like going back to gaming, like, does that mean that, like, we're going to have AI generating? Well, I think, I think of of the the whole thing.
1: Okay. So when AI fucks up, it really fucks up. And I, that's, that's why, you know, like certain things, you know, like I think of like, maybe I just have Star Trek on the brain or something or sci fi, but I think of like, like, you know, uh, accidentally launching the the missiles out of the silo. But I also think, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think There's, of that Twitch thing, the Seinfeld ripoff that made the the trans okay, so, the, so the really that, insensitive that, trans okay, joke. Well,
2: here's the thing. Okay, like, let's let's get right to the bottom of this. Okay, so the whole trans joke thing with that that Chat GPT or that AI thing, they had an AI model that they had used for Seinfeld stuff, and. They basically said, okay, they had it where it was staying within the parameters as far as like, it's not going to make any insensitive jokes and stuff like that. It's just going to be very vanilla. And then I guess that API that they were using went down for a little bit. So they're like, okay, well, we'll just use this other one right now in the, you know, time being until I, this one comes back up again. Well, unfortunately, that other one was trained on like the internet and stuff, yeah. and so you know that's why it was doing I, those types of jokes. I
1: but do get what, it Loki. I'm, not, I'm just saying it's 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 hard to ignore that it happened. No,
2: no, 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 no. The, to your point, though, like the the Edge one that they have right now is still in early beta, and um, it will it will get emotional with you, like it will get like it like you'll be if you like ask it things and stuff like that it could get very mad at you or like just like fall deeply head over heels in love with you just like asking it questions about stuff and that's it's it's weird it like it's almost like it's almost like a child like you're developing like you know it's like a teenager right now and it's just like emotions are all over the place um
1: we're gonna have is, episodes of mori where people are falling in love with robots like I feel like it's a thing i feel like the thing that's already oh, happened already, yeah. they already have
2: they already it was have, a movie like, with stuff like stuff King Phoenix, wasn't it uh yeah uh her i remember yeah i think
1: yeah, so all right, let me go to uh some of the chat uh d j rama s says mori retired and in welcome a i mori <laughs> here it goes well nowadays we are in we c- and it turns out you are not the father, <laughs> like AI well, Mori.
2: <laughs> you know It's not even that bad. Like I don't know how to t- like. I have right now um, a subscription to Eleven Labs, and that's that um, thing that basically can clone voices with. Oh my God. So like, it's it's pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's and pretty chat, cool. chat
1: is so like Mike Deft is saying deepfake Mori. Does that you mean, can you does, can do that Loki? It's very does that easy. mean? after a thousand episodes of OLR, we can all just retire and allow AI Rob Roberts, AI Loki and AI Dark Sakura to just keep the show going forever. Like, is that, I
2: mean, I already have my voice clone. So yeah, I could do that. (laughs) It's pretty close. Like for it's, I would say it's a, it's a nice, like 90% like accurate. As far as my voice, I can, I get, you know, for me, it sounds weird, but like for other people, they're like, yeah, that's kind of, that's sort of you. Like I, it's, it's, it's hard to say you have to like really kind of dial in and like there's a um one of the voice actors we work with for channel 64 um uh dr disappointment i i made a clone of his voice obviously i'm not going to use it because he's a voice actor and i highly respect him so we if we need any lines from him we're just going to ask him for it but that said i wanted to mess around with it and see how close i could get to um his speech and it's pretty crazy like it is crazy considering the um small amount of data that i trained it off of like it was like a few files maybe less than five minutes maybe two to three minutes long that's it i i was able to do i trained mine off of just one minute of me talking just random stuff i just was talking like this and it's able to copy my voice
1: scary all right, looking at some other comments in chat because you know, people have a lot to say on this. First off, Bobby Blackwolf found the setting I was looking for in Discord. If you you know evaluate what works for you and what doesn't, but uh, it's in the user settings and there is a section called privacy and safety and that's where you can uh, opt out or opt in or what have you to Discord's uh, systems uh, with submitting the information there. Um, other comments uh, in chat. <laughs> ZenMonkey11 says, I hope the Discord AI will give me Discord friends that like to answer back ouch too real uh let's see um uh fifth no it was uh mike deft and chat said both have green text sorry it's hard for me to tell the difference sometimes mike deft in chat says artificial only adapts to what it's being fed and that was kind of my point though is that humanity is an extremely flawed creature like ai is always going to be fed something with that's that's a little off I, that's just my only worry you know and again and although i completely understand what happened with the seinfeld knockoff and everything and i i get i get the explanation of why it happened it's just the whole like how it happened is still very very like this is a flawed system i don't know this is this is interesting and they um, also
2: brought it back and it and they took out jerry and now oh, no. it's just it's it's not really jerry it's some other dude that like blogs on his pc or something like that <laughs> like journals it's like I don't know. It, sound, it sounds more Doogie Howser than me, but like, um, yeah, apparently it's lost the magic now.
1: Um, let's see. Looking at some other chat. Uh, Mike Dev says, AI art is a problem. Uh, Fitzream says, My argument isn't any different from going to an art museum than coming home and painting something in the impressionist style. Um, I think it also has a lot to do with maybe like the accuracy level of it. Because, you know, when you come home and paint it yourself – Let's be real. The computer does a phenomenal job of getting it right. But, like, being influenced by art, that is something that ha- it happens in music. It happens in movies. It happens across all art. All art is influenced by other art, essentially, right? Like, even this show. Sure, we were one of the first, like, gaming podcasts, you know, that were available in iTunes or what have you. But, you know, a lot of people wonder, like, oh, my God, you do a show for three hours yeah, that's because this show was influenced not just by, you know, another internet radio show that I was working with for a long time, Understation Station Live, but in turn was influenced by over-the-air broadcast radio program, talk radio that would go for three hours at a time. That's a very common thing. A lot of those programs are still going. So I am willing to admit, sure, there's a lot, but I like to think this show is certainly not a copy of anything that was out there at the time. Just, you know, influence, right? Uh Tiger Claw says yeah lots of stuff is derivative to other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh Mike Defton chat says John Oliver did a good segment on how AI is flawed and that's why I said what I said. He does a lot of uh thought-provoking stuff, so it's interesting. Anyway. All right, I th- so this AI discussion, yeah I, I you know w- where it is right. And I'm not completely like completely like shut off to the idea of AI and I think there is going to be some interesting Usage of AI, especially as we start to talk more about how do we get to 8K graphics and 120 frame a second video games and all of the art that goes into that. I think the reality is because it's already out there, there's going to be computer assisted art that may, you know, we talk about uprezzing. Some of that's done by hand, but a lot of it's done procedurally. So I think there is going to be AI that starts to help out with art and things like that. And it's going to be an inevitable future of this industry. It's just, it's just going to be interesting to see where the flaws end up being. Well, yeah, too. I think
2: also it'll help with the procedural generated stuff because you could train it to be like, okay, here's what's a good procedurally generated, whatever it is. And it'll be able to generate stuff and go, okay, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. And then, you know, put stuff out there.
1: Yeah. But, I, yeah, I think I think the AI talk is going to be here to stay in games, um, unlike when we talk about NFT and stuff like that. I think there's always going to be – to efficiencies and, and getting things done faster and bigger, I think we're going to hear more and more about it. And it's going to be very, very, very interesting to see what the future holds for this whole I thing. I did
2: want to mention something um, I, that my kids were telling me about. Oh, um boy. So they were saying that they saw something about um that Roblox was going to have AI generative games somehow.
1: Not surprised.
2: Like you, you tell it to what the crate. I, I mean I figure <laughs> since a lot of the stuff on there is trash anyways, like <laughs> it'll probably be better than half the stuff that's on there already.
1: If they can get their money out of the bank cuz did you hear that Roblox is one of the companies affected by that whole bank stuff going on right now?
2: Oh, that sucks for mm-hmm, them. Mhm.
1: Mhm. That's that's a whole other. That's another thing to keep your eye on. It doesn't. It's not directly about video games, but there are gaming companies that certainly have holdings in that bank. So it's uh, interesting. Keep an eye on that. Could be. Could be interesting to see how that plays out. All right, let's talk about not AI, but good old Loki and myself, and eventually Dark Sakura when she uh, arrives after her other stream wraps up. Talking about our gaming weeks and the types of video games that we have been playing this week. Loki, how was your gaming week?
2: It was still minecraft um I was been still been working on the new area for uh my upcoming episode, and it's taken me way too long to do that, but because I'm a perfectionist and I want everything to look just right um but yeah, it's taking me a lot longer than I'd like, but that's probably gonna be a problem for the rest of the season, I'm guessing uh because of the size of everything in scope um uh, but yeah, it's coming along, I think, and then um. I don't know. I'm just still waiting on uh on the whole uh, Minecraft uh, contest thing, which I I kind of looked at their past winners for different things and like all they do on their website is they put like here's like the picture of the build that someone did and the person's username. They don't mm. link out to the socials, they don't link out to anything. It's just a name. Mm. So that's like literally going to do nothing, but
1: hey, it'll be cool. Yeah, still it'll it'll still be neat to just you know even have your name up there. Or I'll be I'll be a tweet about it. There you go. Yeah, you'll you'll be to tweet about tweet. it, and then you can now you can add it to your resume as seen on minecraft.net, or whatever their minecraft.com, whatever the website sure. is. That yeah, better than nothing. So I you know I'm still rooting for you. You deserve the acknowledgement if nothing else. It's I think it's I think it's in part also the fact that somebody on the official team noticed you. I think is a huge thing too.
2: Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Like we'll I see. always
1: I always used to find it very humbling and flattering when people that were in the gaming industry would email us, sometimes on the record, sometimes off the record, and actually give a little insight as to, you know, again, whether it be on or off the record, give a little insight as to why a certain something something's going on in the gaming industry. By the way, if you work in the industry and you ever want to reach out, like we know how to shut our mouths if you want to say something in confidence, but I'm always curious to hear people uh in the industry and and their thoughts on some of the things we talk about especially because i know i've been running my mouth a lot this year with predictions and things like that and uh, i'd be very curious from those that are in the industry especially the takes on things like ai and stuff i'm i'm very curious for those uh that are out there all right uh my gaming week i've actually had a pretty active gaming week um alan i i don't think this came up on last week's show alan was sick but he hadn't tested positive for COVID yet, and that did happen, unfortunately, I think Monday morning. So maybe it was Tuesday. So we've just been home all week. I actually never got it. That's the very interesting, weird thing, how the world works sometimes. But um, I had it enough times last year. I don't need it again. Uh, and he's doing much better, by the way. We're just basically waiting on the test to be negative, but his symptoms are are fine. Um, and um, – uh, so we've we haven't really gone out and done anything cuz we can't really you know i'm i'm pretty much sick by association so um i've been staying home and playing a lot of games uh i have also been playing minecraft dungeons <laughs> so it's one of the free games on playstation plus right now And I don't know, I'd played it before on Windows and I think even Xbox, but I was like, why not? I'll download it to my PlayStation 5 and start playing it again. And for some reason, like, I'm like more into it this time than the other times. I I don't know if it's that they've balanced things or it just seems like there's more to do with the seasonal content and what have you. But like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling the Minecraft Dungeons right now. So uh, I haven't done anything that far beyond the first few stages, but check in with me again next week. It's been it's been a fun thing to play. I like some of the things it's. It's kind of scratching the Diablo itch before Diablo 4 comes out, and I, I did play this latest Diablo 3 season, but I don't know if I'm really motivated to like go as far as I have in previous Diablo 3 seasons. Like I'm kind of like, I don't know. We'll see. I've just had a lot of other stuff I've been wanting to play, uh, including Theatrhythm. I'm still playing Final Fantasy Theatrhythm. I've played uh, over 300 unique songs at this point. I have not yet played every song at least once. I know that because that's a trophy, but I'm working on that. I've gotten about between 15 and 20 characters to level 99. I wish I could say that's the max level, but it's not because you get stars basically every time you level to 99 after that. So you can get up to nine star 99. Uh, so I still have some work to do in that regard. But um, that's been a lot of fun to play. I still really love Theatrhythm. Uh, the World Ends With You DLC comes out this week. So I'll be playing those songs on Thursday. Street. They come out Wednesday, but I can't stream Wednesday because I have an IRL conflict, but I'll be playing that on Thursday. So there's that. Um, what else have I been playing? I've also still been playing Dead by Daylight. Some new DLC came out for that. Uh, I got the Adept on the new Survivors. Um, but otherwise, I worry a little bit about the state of the game right now. I think with a lot of popular streamers they're starting to look for other things to play i don't know if the game's getting stale it needs a new license i think the actual game loop needs a real kick in the pants um but i'm gonna spare you the details of that talk because i know that's what dark soccer is playing right now and she'll talk plenty more about the game when she comes on later um Let's see other games that I've been playing. Final Fantasy 14 also got a minor patch this week. So I checked out Final Fantasy 14. Uh, the new content in that is called Eureka Orthos, which is another type of deep dungeon. And what that is, that is a LOL procedurally generated dungeon. I don't know if I'd go so far to call it AI. I think it's just very, very, I mean, I get. I guess at the end of the day, it's all AI, but it's very, very simple programming that generates these very rudimentary dungeons uh, mazes, if you will, puts them together. So you have basically like a random dungeon that you run, uh, every time. Um, so, uh, it, it's kind of some co- side content. It's a different way that you can level characters. Uh, this particular set allows you to go from 81 to 90. And then there's other like cosmetic rewards and there's, you know, uh, prestige. If you can clear the whole thing by yourself, because it's very difficult to solo, it's notoriously difficult solo content. Uh, I believe, uh, Awesome games done quick. Had Palace of the Dead 180 to 190. They did a 10 floor segment of Palace of the Dead. That's what this is, but it's like it's the um Endwalker version of that cuz Palace of the Dead only ran up to level 50. And then they had uh, another one that went from I think the Stormblood one, uh Heaven on High went from 51 to 70 and they kind of skipped 70 to 80. They they did completely different content as an alternate 70 to 80 content. That was the um um oh god, what did they call that? It was an outside area. It was it wasn't even a procedurally generated dungeon, it was like a whole other area uh that you could level in. And now they're going back to this dungeon format for that. So Bose Jam. That was the name of it. Um, so yeah, I've been playing the Final Fantasy. Uh and then what else? There's one other one that was coming to mind, and I'm not remembering in the moment. I guess it wasn't that important but i've still you know been enjoying my playstation 5 which is funny because i'm not playing a lot of ps5 specific games on it but i like the interface and i'm i'm ready for final fantasy 16 whenever that comes out and whatever other ps5 treats might be waiting until then i haven't really touched returnal a lot since the first week i got it that's too bad there's only only so much time to play games though so all right Let's move on and get into some of the gaming news that has happened this week throughout the industry. Oh, real quick, some plugs uh, before I get to that. Uh, Here at the Voice of Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash VOG Network, we had a bonus stream this week on Thursday night uh, where Captain Matt, formerly of the Starboard Power Coupling, and formerly, formerly, a long time ago, he went by Grandpa Warcraft on Horde House. We actually teamed up for a stream on Thursday night where we talked all about Star Trek The Cruise So that is available in our archives for subscribers to the VOG Network uh, stream over on Twitch. So uh, we're going to try to bring back some more bonus streams uh, over the coming months to give more value to those of you that go the extra mile with your subscription here. We always like to say thank you. Our podcast will always be free and watching live always free. It's really only the bonus video that we are uh, you know, asking for your Amazon prime free sub or if you're feeling so kind five dollars uh, a month on Amazon to access the subs and there are an awful lot of you that do subscribe so thank you thank you very much for that. that allows us to uh, f- fund the business which i I saw that we we made a payment to the legal stuff this week and keeping that all running. And yep. Your money goes right to that. So <laughs> no, we appreciate it because that's less money out of our pockets really. So, all right. Uh, let's get into some more gaming news and what's going on throughout the industry. So we'll go over to you, Loki.
2: We'll see like a, a music for this, or music and like transition for this segment. It's, it's the, it's talking about the Activision acquisition, um, Microsoft and the ongoing saga that is. Uh, Well, so a few more things. Uh, So we've got some more insight on how the negotiations are going. Um, So apparently coming from uh, Lulu Cheng Mazerve from Activision saying that Microsoft offered Sony uh, a 10-year agreement on, on the far better terms than Sony would ever get from us. Uh, we also offered Sony a guaranteed long-term access to Call of Duty, but they kept refusing. Why? And um, she said that in the CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, um, in his words said, I don't want a new Call of Duty deal. I just want to block your merger. So That
1: statement's going to come back to bite.
2: That's, uh, that's drama there.
1: My, well, Microsoft can now, like, basically prove that they've tried to do things in in good faith and Sony's shut them down. I I think there's definitely a drunk with power thing going on with Sony. But the more I really step back and think about it, the more I really do realize Call of Duty really has been something that's put Sony forward in a lot of, you know, the the E3s of yesteryear and so forth. You know, Sony has been enjoying being number 1 in the race for some time. Well, I don't know if they're always number one against Nintendo, and and maybe in the Xbox 360 era, Microsoft was ahead for a little bit, but Sony inevitably caught up with PS3, and certainly worldwide they did. So I can see where this threatens them a little bit, but I sony kind of needs the competition
2: well they're also like kind of i don't know what here here's some of the ridiculous stuff that they're spouting to try to block this merger so in new documents submitted to the uk's competitive or competition and markets authority um sony laid out hypothetical ways in which microsoft could circumvent the proposed 10-year deal um in its offering to PlayStation. They said Microsoft might release a PlayStation version of Call of Duty where bugs and errors emerge only on the game's final level or later updates. Even if such degradations could be swiftly detected, any remedy would likely come too late, by which the time of the gaming community would have lost confidence in PlayStation as the go-to venue to play call of duty indeed as modern warfare 2 attests, call of duty is most often purchased in just a few weeks of release it has become known that the game's performance on playstation was worse than xbox call of duty gamers could decide to switch to xbox for fear of playing their favorite game on a second class or less competitive venue that is so hypothetically ridiculous that it's just it's just stupid if that's just a stupid thing to say And I don't know why they said it. I mean, they have to try to come up with a reason. But that's just stupid. Like, yes, they're going to purposely put out a game with bugs on purpose because they don't want to sell copies
1: of the game? Like, that doesn't make any sense that they would do that. I just... I mean, Microsoft did just buy a company not that long ago that's really good about putting out retail releases with bugs still in them. So that's. And true, sure,
2: that, that game did run poorly on the PlayStation 3. But uh, I mean, it's just. That's just stupid and silly it, to me. Like, I'm sorry. Like. First off, like you're assuming that gamers are going to be smart, like they're going to just go, Oh, well, it's the PlayStation, that's why this isn't working. Not like, Oh, it's Activision putting out like shitty, buggy games. Like, I just think it's whatever, you know what, it's a strategy that they're trying, but like, I think with this kind of nonsense that they're spouting on top of like the other stuff, I don't know if they're going to I do side just with want to point
1: out I've been playing Minecraft Dungeons this week on my PlayStation and it is very interesting seeing the Xbox Game Studios logo pop up when you start the game because you know that's a thing right so you actually see the Xbox logo and I'm sure that uh, MLB oh no that was the other way around right MLB the show was the PlayStation logo on an Xbox so Oh yeah does that does that
2: like have did they make a crappy version of the game on the on the Xbox One or the Xbox Series S or whatever? Because to get people to come play it on the PlayStation, no, that's stupid. It's a stupid assessment. Why would they do? Why would you go through the process of making a game? It's like, oh, but hey, you know. We're going we're gonna to make this version crappy. You know who did that, though? I, you know who who made a crappier version of the game because of a certain company? Uh, Sony did, actually, because you had locked away Spider-Man uh, from the Marvel Avengers game that it couldn't be on other platforms because you decided you're your assholes and you want to keep Spider-Man
1: I, to yourself. I was just about to say, I don't see Microsoft releasing a buggy version, but I see them releasing a version where oh, but the new map and the new DLC comes to Microsoft first for six weeks before or it comes only. to other platforms or, and that whole thing, which, by the way, has been Sony's playbook specifically with Call of Duty it's for a very long time.
2: And so I Sony's afraid of literally
1: of getting a, t- a taste of their own medicine.
2: I guarantee if, if this were to fa- – like for some reason, if this merger is not allowed to go through – and and they decide that they're not going to purchase the company anymore. I guarantee that they're going to try to, that Sony is going to try to purchase them. I guarantee it. And all of this shit that they're talking about that's going to happen, it'll be the things that they do. Yep. Like, it is just, yeah, they, they know that this is going to be a possibility because this is their playbook right here. It's like I, I, I don't know. Now, granted, this we're only seeing part of it. A lot of the information has been redacted from Sony in regards to the stuff that's been uh, leaked out. So, or not leaked out, uh, released, I guess, to the public from these uh, court filings. And there are, you know, obviously the CMA and other regulatory bodies have more information about this than we do. So hopefully there's people intelligent enough to know that this is going to be ridiculous. I think that they're be they're making good faith efforts. Yeah, like I get it like 10 years they're not going to guarantee that Call of Duty is always going to be on the PlayStation. I mean of course not, but 10 years. I mean that's like two console cycles right there. Yeah. Like come on.
1: Uh DJ Rama Essen chat says when Microsoft fully acquires ABK, I expect a shift in console sales in favor of Microsoft. I don't um, at least not right out the gate. I think you're going to need to start to look at the next console generation before you're really going to see the fruits of that whole thing. Um, but at this point, I, 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 and again, especially since they're committing to these deals and they're willing to commit to the Sony deal, which I think they're, even if Sony is holding out on, I think they're going to have to eventually, uh, kind of g- make sure that, that still happens. Um, I, I feel like it's not going to matter for this, but it might matter in the future. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to say, let's see, uh, by the way, I breaking news. Uh, I was just handed this COVID test by Alan and it's negative. So Alan is now COVID free. Yay. Hey, it's important to me. Okay. Cause we've been stuck here all week. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about a recent game remake that got a lot of folks attention. Thank you for the yays in chat. I appreciate it. Uh, we got, a, a Chrono Cross, uh, remake that happened not that long ago, which wasn't super well received because it has some frame rate problems and a game that was running on the fucking PlayStation one shouldn't be having frame rate problems, but that's, you know, it's gaming. Um, but. What's interesting in making the rounds this week is a new YouTube interview with the development team behind Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. Uh, This is to recognize the game's 20th anniversary. Uh, The game's anniversary uh, was in 2019, and that's why this game was released. Uh, And they were kind of just, you know, reflecting on the release of the game. And producer Kochiro Sakamoto said, back when the project was launched, Chrono Cross was possibly going to become unplayable. There was a Game Archive service on PlayStation 3 that allowed you to play PlayStation 1 games. But PlayStation 4 was already on the market. We didn't know at the time if PlayStation 4 would also have a Game Archive service. It looked like Chrono Cross could become unplayable. So a remaster project was set up. That's the backstory. So it's interesting that the whole reason this release happened was because... They didn't trust Sony to do the backwards compatibility on PlayStation 4. Now, of course, now that we're on PlayStation 5, we know that PlayStation 1 games uh, do make their way to the catalog. In fact, I think they've been adding trophy support and things like that to those games. Uh, But, you know, either way, we have the Radical Dreamers edition for better or for worse. Um, Because, again, it had some frame rate issues. But I think they I want to say I heard they did a patch not that long ago to try to address some of the issues so it's interesting they're still working on it kind of interesting so uh yeah bobby Blackwell points out they patched it that's what i thought i had heard recently that's for sure so uh yeah uh dark Titsu also says i've been meaning to get that one yeah i think they're uh you know if they're they're always willing to make another sale with that that's for sure so All right, um, let's, before we move on to the next story, I think I'm able to welcome to the show, question mark, because I noticed that they just joined Discord. I think, do we have a Dark Sakura? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, we'll we'll wait a couple more stories and then bring you in. All right.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I just wanted to go ahead and pop in, but I need to give my voice a rest for a few.
1: Yeah, no worries, no worries. We'll come back. Just turn your camera on when you're ready. All right, let's move on to uh, the next story, Loki. All right, so
2: uh, Fortnite Chapter 4 Season 2 is now live, and they've added some new changes to the maps, of course. Uh, this one now has a giant mega city. Uh, which is kind of like a cyberpunk inspired locale. They've got lots of rails that you can grind on now. Uh, two person motorcycle, the Victor- Victory Crown Rogue, a uh, four person car called the Nitro Drifter. They have this really cool sword now that you can kill people with, a katana called the Connect Blade. Uh, some new assault rifles, shotgun, um, They have new Battle Pass skins as well. So uh, the one I thought was pretty awesome is Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan, including his omnidirectional mobility gear, which is awesome. Uh, That looks pretty fun. And um, yeah, lots of um, interesting things. Still don't want to play the game, but it looks cool for those who are playing it, though.
1: Just not my thing. Yeah, not so... Alan's trying to get me to do it, though. He wants to do, like, a co-stream where he teaches You me know, to play. And it was, it, and it, the no-build stuff is really appealing to me, yeah. so, yeah. It, and it might be, like, you know,
2: because I, I remember I remember there was a time when, like, Minecraft, oh. I was like, I just don't get that game. I don't get yeah. the appeal for that. Yeah. And then play, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I'd be like that with Fortnite, but. There was looks, a time with Mass okay. Effect
1: when I was like, I don't get it. There's, it's It happens. It happens.
2: I mean, it looks it looks okay. I just, I don't know. I'm not, like, I've been so out of shooters nowadays. It feels like, you know, to come into something like that, you know, without it being, like, launch date of a new IP or something like that, it just feels like you'd be at a massive disadvantage. But
1: yeah. I don't understand why Fortnite removes things from the store, like, and brings them back only, like, one day out of the year. Because, like, I would play Fortnite uh, if I... I w- yeah, I, I that. get that science behind it, but let it go on record. Epic Games, if you're out there listening, Tim Sweeney, let, if you're out there listening, no, I will not be playing Fortnite until I can purchase the Ariana Grande skin. <laughs> Just know that. <laughs> you want to make this sale? Let me let me buy the Ariana Grande skin. That's all I. I'm not asking for a lot. <sighs> anyway. Let's talk about a company that was giving us a lot this week, Capcom had a, a whole little spotlight presentation so it's called the Capcom Spotlight 2023 and they showed quite a few things this Thursday they had a little presentation their own kind of direct of sorts uh, and they talked about Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection this of course is all of the Battle Network games I think we had known about this before but we didn't know the date uh, it's coming out on April 14th is the date for PC Switch and PlayStation 4 which is means- one of
2: those Nintendo Directs that they showed that i remember yeah
1: yeah they had originally unveiled it at a nintendo direct so but now we have the date and everything so uh they showed that oh mike def says we already had known the date oh i didn't know that well now we know it's pc and ps4 i don't know they showed it anyway Uh, We also uh, had, a uh, they they were talking about some of the gameplay features, 499 patch cards. They were only available as physical cards and a Buster Max mode. Those are all going to be in the game. So I guess that information is also new. They hadn't talked about that in the uh, direct and so forth. If you're a Mega Man fan, the Mega Man NT Warrior series will be streaming free on March 21st. If you want to uh, check that out uh street fighter six they didn't really mention any new fighters or anything like that because last time they unveiled fighters they unveiled a lot if i remember right but uh actress hikaru takahashi will be one of the commentators for the special commentary feature so uh that sounds like a whole interesting feature of the game so they did announce that Also, Capcom Town will be coming out for Capcom's 40th anniversary. It is a digital theme park and museum of Capcom's histories. You have to make a Capcom ID in order to see this. This is not like an actual game. I think it's just like a website or something like that. So there is that. Uh Mike Def says they that the full roster were already out for the game, that the last three were in the state of play from Sony, well, the full roster was spilled like a year ago wasn't it So <laughs> there is that too, so sorry if i if i haven't been keeping track of each one, but thank you for the update uh exoprimal. Uh, Dinosaur Shooting Game will be coming out uh, with an open beta on March 17th and a full release on July 14th. Also, it is a day one Xbox Game Pass title. So if you're only kind of curious about it, then you can try that. But of course, as I notice more Game Pass games are tending to do... There's a season pass with exoprimals with tracks and pre-order bonuses and so forth. So yeah, if that's something that sounds like you want to spend money on it, cool. Uh, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective is getting a remaster for Modern Systems, and it will be released on June 30th. Again, it's updated visuals and some gallery features in it as well. Some new arrangements from Yasumasa Kitagawa, the great Ace Attorney composer. And you can swap back and forth with the original music as well. So that's pretty neat monster hunter rise sunbreak will be coming out april 28th for xbox and playstation so uh that's cool if you want to check that out uh resident evil evil resident evil death island got a new trailer released this is a cgi animation uh and jill valentine is featured in that and then lastly a resident evil 4 demo was released that day that was the big news so resident Evil 4 demo came out now it's called the chainsaw demo and you can see how uh the gameplay is on playstation xbox series and pc and a lot of people were picking that right up and streaming that and playing that and experiencing all those scares all over again so that was uh that was uh all the stuff that came out with the capcom uh, spotlight this week not
2: Capcom, but like sorely of like tangentially uh, related, uh, they also released a gameplay, like in-depth gameplay thing for Dead Island too, and it looks good. It looks really good.
1: You can see where I have concerns, but okay, I hey, if it's good, I'm it, I'm excited. It looks
2: good, like it, it really does look good.
1: We'll see. All right, <laughs> all right, let's move on uh, to our next story. Actually, right. before I do that, I see uh, Dark Sakura's got her camera on, so let me officially welcome to the show Dark Sakura and her cat that you can see live here on Twitch, Miss Middles. Hi! And you're you're muted on Discord. <laughs> Is this your first time? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know you've had Hi. a long day. Hi. How are you? I'm
3: all right. How are you?
1: Good. How are, how are the games that you were uh, playing just a minute ago?
3: The games were pretty good. Um, We had some... Nice killers, and we had some stinky killers, but I had fun playing with everybody, and it was a fun challenge to go into a match with no perks.
1: <laughs> mm, interesting. Um yeah. So uh, I was going to ask if you wanted to catch us up a little bit on how was your gaming week. I, I mean, I guess we're talking a little bit about your Dead by Daylight stuff, but I don't know if there's other things you want to share, too.
3: I got my new controller, mm. my Steel Series Nimbus Plus, but for some reason, my um, my SNES simulator doesn't like it. Oh, so I wasn't able to play Star Ocean, so I've been playing Mar- uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns on stream instead. Well, that's and, okay. <laughs> Fair and my WordScape, some Little Cults of the Lamb, and uh, some Beatles Pinball because I actually really love it, even though it hates me. And of course, uh, Dead by Daylight. I've been uh, I'm eerie one, and we have a rank reset tomorrow, but I need to start putting love back into my killers, so I might do that tonight. We'll see.
1: What do you think of that? cuz the new uh killer and survivor's officially came out so how are you feeling about uh Chris Jenner That's that's <laughs> the joke if you don't follow the Dead by Daylight memes the new killer looks like Chris Jenner wearing a mask you know from keeping up with the Kardashians Chris Jenner with a mask and a big claw that uh she uses and and, and she's kind of a sugar mommy too so <laughs> like the Chris Jenner lore is really funny to me
3: <laughs> I mean the the thing about it is that um I don't like her animation because apparently when they animated her skeleton, they didn't pay attention to how people actually walk. Oh and yeah. Then when she gets you know teared up for bloodlust and gets the speed on, it looks really bizarre with the way that her hips are animated. She, people do she, not walk like that. Yeah, I know. she sorry. she
1: struts her stuff as she walks.
3: Well, and we were we were talking about it when I was playing with um with Tony Lowe and Rokums and Potato King um. And they're like, oh, she's supposed to be like the sexy serpent type. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, hips don't lie. I'm like, no, her lips are full of lies. They are full of falsehoods because they don't move that way. It just,
1: it all lends itself to the rumor that that whole pack was originally supposed to be the predator. <laughs> like it's just, it's like, it's animated like the predator.
3: <laughs> uh, well, and some people are actually saying that, no, that uh, wasn't a predator license that got lost that I don't think they pursued it.
0: All mm. right. Mm-hmm.
3: But no, she I ha- we had one match with her and people are not using a- using her, I think, to her potential. So of course I'm gonna have to learn how to play her um when I have to go for my adepts, but I now have all of my Survivor adepts. Um we did like a palette cleanser game <laughs> a palette palette cleanser game after we were done and I decided to try to adept uh Renato, although he's like really loud like really loud like Mm -hmm. Leon levels of loud and um, I got the adept because a very nice trapper took me to, to the hatch
1: oh nice
3: so I now have all of my survivor adepts
1: I, I got the Survivor Adepts for so the two new ones as well. But funny enough, my Renato was also, uh, it wasn't a hatch, but it was a killer who gave up partway through the game and did the whole, nope, I'm looking away. I'm just going to watch you walk out the door and that whole thing. Like, I I got mine from a, a give up killer. So That's
3: what our first match was kind of like. Mm. No, actually, our first match was a farmer who actually came in and said, this is what I need. Will you help me? <laughs> oh, like, At least they're yeah, honest. Sure.
1: At least they're honest, yeah. All right. So, So, all right. Sorry,
3: she's making noise. Well, good. I'm glad to see her in the back corner of my camera.
1: I'm glad the uh, stream was a success. I hope you were able to plug OLR to a whole new audience. I did actually. We
3: introduced ourselves. I said that immediately afterwards we'd be podcasting. And I was like, after the palette cleanser match, I have to go. I've got to do OLR, but. 21 years. We got to keep going at it.
1: Well, welcome and hello to anyone that might have come in from all that uh, debauchery and fun and merriment. So, all right. Have a lot of fun. We have have a whole segment for Dark Soccer coming up in just a moment. But before we get there, we have just a couple of other stories. So let's get into this one, which ironically also has to do with classic games a little bit. Right, Loki? Yeah,
2: a little bit. So this is a little bit of speculation. Just, um, you know, some you know, thoughts, I guess, thinking about the new potential Switch hardware. And so uh, there was a video put out by Modern Vintage Gamer, who also is a creator and developer at Night Dive Studios, uh, talking about, you know, some of the hurdles that they would have to cross um, working with new Switch hardware that would be running on something other than the Tegra X1 chip. Um, Basically saying that, you know, there's... Going to be some problems with backwards compatibility which um you know a lot of folks are assuming that it's going to be backwards compatible with switch games this new console whatever um but because the way the games work and how they have all the um, pre-compiled shaders and everything included with the games that it may not be able you may not be able to port that stuff over because those chips sets won't be compatible with each other and it'll essentially require the game to be recompiled for that new chipset. Um, and that, you know, unfortunately, that the hardware is probably not going to be powerful enough to run emulation for it. Uh, they're comparing to, like, say, the Steam Deck, you know, which struggles to run uh, Switch games um, emulated. But, I mean, if it's more powerful than that, maybe it could do it, but I don't see Nintendo doing that. Um uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see, you know, what they're gonna do with that. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not compatible with Switch games. Nintendo hasn't shied away from backwards compatibility, especially in these like um you know, we we're talking like the Wii U. I mean I guess the Wii U and the Wii
1: The Wii U and the was, Wii, but that was Yeah. Yeah, and the and the Wii would play GameCube. So I Game mean
2: GameCube, yeah. I mean so they, they tried I but I don't know if it's can be done here. Like I maybe I'm be a, a lot of those systems though like especially when we're talking the wii u and the wii i don't think the wii u is playing i think that also may have had the s- chipsets from the wii inside of the wii u as well um i know that like the wii had gamecube hardware well, kind I was just of saying, wasn't the it.
1: running gag about the wii is that it was two gamecubes duct taped together
2: yes that is, that's that's yeah. very true um so, I don't know. I think this is going to be a problem that we'll just have to wait and see what happens with this. But, I mean, just don't count on anything and you won't be disappointed, I guess.
1: I I guess. But, you know, also it would be very disappointing if it wasn't somehow backwards compatible, especially considering how much of a digital library a lot of people are building themselves at this point. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it has to do with that, the new system can't handle the cartridge or whatever silly thing it is like at least let the digital end of it be backwards compatible. My God. And then I also wonder like if they do go to a new system, what are they going to do in the place of the, um, nintendo online and are they going to go back to well, nickel and diming for games because that seemed to be more popular i can see or them
2: still i can see them still moving the nintendo online stuff over because a lot of that stuff's just emulating old consoles which that any hardware should be able to handle um i it's just i think the actual games themselves the switch games are going to be a little bit uh trickier but we'll see what they end up putting in there it also, you know, one of the things I see them like talking about, like the Tegra X1 chips and stuff. I mean, who's to say they couldn't like put an X1 chip in there and then something else on top of that? Like, I don't know what cost wise that would do for the console, but like, It's not possible for them to have two different chips. Fucking
1: cloud streaming. That's what everyone, even even on Nintendo's own system, a lot of developers are turning to that, you know, with control and, you know, some of the other games doing that. So they
2: can't run anything.
1: Yeah, be very interesting. So. Um let's see. Uh SGO 100 map points out Microsoft's made it work well. Yeah, you know, um and Microsoft was one of those companies where, you know, remember when they shied away from uh backwards compatibility and they got raked through the coals for it? Well, they really caught up and they've done they've done a really good job, you know, catching up. Not every single game is backwards compatible, but, you know, cuz obviously I still miss the old DDR games, but um there is that. Yeah. Uh, Mike Def says, yeah, it's surprising that Microsoft is leading the way for retro compatibility. Not when you look at who's the head of the company, to be honest. I, I think, he, you know, he's he's been a gamer more than some of the executives at other companies. And uh, it just kind of goes to show that. So, um, let's see. Um, yeah. Uh, looking for some other comments over. Twitch.tv slash Vogue Network. Again, where we do tape live every Sunday night. Um, I... I find it interesting that this almost like this this whole talk about the backwards compatibility, it almost cements the fact that there's not going to be a Switch Pro anymore. Like I think a lot of us were just assuming there was going to be a Super Switch or the next Switch or the next console would be a Switch, but more. But now it's going to be very interesting to see what does happen next because I sort of thought mm-hmm. the Switch model was really working for Nintendo. Do you see Nintendo shying away from the whole? You're playing it handheld. You're playing it on the TV. You're playing it handheld. You're playing it on the TV. Well, do you, I, I, mean, I, don't I don't see how Nintendo so. gets away from that at this point.
2: No, I don't think that they would do that. I mean, considering they even have some models that don't connect to the TV at all. So they're definitely embracing like the portableness of it. Um, certainly, I think they could do more to like try to increase the hardware specs in it. I mean, at the very least, get something that's kind of comparable to, say... The uh, Steam Deck, you know, something like that. But, yeah, it would be kind of hard for them to uh, move away from it. But at the same time, like, would I be that disappointed? Maybe. I, I guess my kids like playing it. They may mostly play it handheld anyways. But, um, I don't know. Personally, me, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care if they, they did something completely different. But I get it.
1: All right. Well, uh, in this next story, we are talking about a very unlikely partnership of sorts, uh, and that has to do with Diablo 4, which, you know, is still on deck to come out this June, and KFC. Yeah. Blizzard is teaming up with KFC to help you get into the upcoming beta for Diablo 4 on PC and console. Now, I want to point out, there's multiple ways to get into this beta. You could just buy the Uber edition for like $100, which... I may have done (laughs) and get your way into the beta that way. But if that doesn't sound appetizing to you, well, you can go get a double down sandwich. And I use that term sandwich loosely when it comes to this. You can go get a double down on the toilet, uh, a food product from KFC or the delivery app. I think it's interesting. You have to get it from KFC.com or the delivery app. However, you don't have to actually eat it if you don't want to. You just have to pay the money for one. Uh buying the sandwich will give you a code and you put that in your Battlenet account, and you will be able to get into the beta, which is next weekend, March 17th through March 20th. Uh apparently this is only available in the US, not available in Canada, uh, because I don't think the double down is available in Canada yet. So, or I'm sure it has something to do with regions and lucky all them. Yeah. All... <laughs> yeah you
2: no know, the double down on paper sounded like a good thing like i tried it back when they first had it and it was a disappointment it, yeah. it's not very good like the sauce that they put on it not very good i like kfc but like nah it, it's just it's it's all gimmick It it really is
1: uh, Questbuster says Diablo Four with eleven herbs and spices. It's you know the the partnership with Diablo Four is because when you eat a double down sandwich, you are going to experience hell flying they out of your have, butthole. And lightning honestly, seat. honestly,
2: <laughs> they should have they should have partnered with was it, um, Dave's Hot Chicken, which I think has a Diablo heat level they maybe you call it inferno but like you should order one of those where it, it literally will burn your ass off like if you eat it um <laughs> that would have been like really yeah, that would have made more sense than kfc kfc in the double down eh. that's
1: stupid oh god all right well uh for those of you that are going to participate in getting a double down to get yourself a beta key I salute you, and uh, maybe maybe this will lead to a whole new toilet paper shortage across America. We'll see. All right, let's let's go back to a simpler time when at KFC you got chicken <laughs> while you enjoyed a classic video game. Let's get to the segment.
3: it's time to travel back to a simpler time where I'll dive into the vault and pull out a classic and tell you about it. It's time for the classic game of the week.
1: And what did you pick for us this week, Dar Sakura?
3: I picked balls with a Z. <clears throat> so, um, not to be confused with a more current mobile game. So it is a 2.5 D action fighting game that came out, uh, for the Sega Genesis slash mega drive and the Super NES, and the 3DO. It was developed by a company called PF Magic, published by Accolade, and it came out in 1994. The 3DO version is a director's cut that came out in 1995. It has three difficulty levels, and uh, um, you can play 21 matches, and it's unique because the characters are just literally made out of balls. Balls. Um
1: <laughs> she said balls.
3: And the game really wasn't super successful, but PF Magic used that technology to make uh some virtual pet titles like Pets, Dogs, Cats, and Oddballs, all with a Z. Um it basically was proposed by um uh someone named Keith Kirby to use the, the, the balls as the characters. And so they implemented the idea to save processing power, and then the fact that no matter where the in-game camera, you know, you know where the camera would be as they positioned it for the characters, that um, they would look the same from all angles, because balls. Um, the Mega Drive one was supposed to use the Edge 16, which is a modem system for multiplayer, but that was cancelled. Um, and of course, uh, it's a uh, opening statement for the game uh, on the Mega Drive was, to be the champion, you gotta have balls. I know, mature. But because of the double entendre, Nintendo was like, no, you can't use that. So it was changed to, you gotta play balls. Um. So as far as your characters went, you had uh, a few interesting ones. Um. The main characters were Boomer, which was a clown. Bruiser, which was a bodybuilder. Crusher, that was a rhinoceros. Divine, a ballerina dancer and not, you know, the drag queen. Uh, Kronk, who's a caveman. Tsunami, who is a sumo. Um, Turbo, who is a superhero that's the only one with ranged attacks. Yoko the monkey. And uh, only in the 3DO version, which was the director's cut, you get a character named Zombie. Zombie. As for the bosses, you have Guggler, which is an ostrich, Uh, Bounder, that is a kangaroo, T-Rex, W-R-E-C-K-S, that's a dinosaur, Uh, Lamprey, which is a genie, and the the Jester, which is the uh, one that issued the challenge, and he is the ultimate boss. Um, The game got really mediocre reviews. Um, EGM said the fight's the fighters are interesting, their taunts were funny, the whole idea is very innovative, but at the end, it was just really bland. Um, I mean, people thought that that it was, you know, it was a good concept. People liked it, but most of the people were just like, it's just the whole thing together didn't come come together very well. Um, but it was uh, praised for its graphics, and its design, and some of its sound design, but the moves were way too limited to keep it interesting. Um, it was ranked seventh on the 2011 list of top 10 fighting games we'd like to forget by uh, Game Informer. Ouch. Um, and uh, Next Generation reviewed the 3DO version of the game and gave it a two out of five stars and said, and I'm going to read the quote, if you accept its looks, it plays fine, but this is as much yesterday's technology as any sprite-based fighter attempting to get away with digitized characters. It's almost too bad, that it's just a game out of time. And that's the game. Balls.
1: All right. Not a game that, you know, we don't always spotlight games that were incredible, but this so was certainly, certainly unique. I mean, yeah. this was very and much a product of its time. I think last week. Oh, was it?
3: I think someone mentioned it, so I was like, hey, I'll do it. Why not? Yeah.
1: No, it's a good pick, I, but it's, it's definitely I, a product of its era.
3: I do also have some late-breaking news, or more recently news. Oh, what's that? Like, as another story, if you don't mind. Sure, go for it. Um, Warning to people playing Dead by Daylight right now, there's a series of DDoS attacks where they follow your IP. I heard about this. And in some cases, they're able to cut through VPNs. So I would highly suggest, if you're going to play DVD right now, play through a VPN. Make sure it's a really strong one. Um, I'm not too worried myself, because I play through um, my... uh, through uh g-force which is a virtual environment but at the same time i just wanted to go ahead and put that out there um and of course we don't have any word from behavior yet
1: no of course not it's sunday they're not even in the office so yep yeah
3: but it's just worth mentioning
1: yeah all right uh let's rapidly tackle some other news going on in the industry with some rapid fire news we'll start with loki
2: yeah so more nintendo lego sets coming and now we're gonna get Lego Donkey Kong is going to be coming out this summer uh, as part of the Lego Mario series of sets. Along with that, they also unveiled uh, a brand new Dry Bowser castle that's coming out August 1st for $110. Uh, this was uh, Lego's Mario Day announcements that they had. Um, it's all too expensive. <laughs> uh, and apparently, Mario is riding um, Donkey Kong like uh, yoshi or something it's kind of weird um also for mario day of course we got a brand new uh mario movie direct with the final trailer it looks cool lots of mario kartness and we even get fire donkey kong so go check it out i can't wait to see the movie it's like less than a month away now
1: yeah, for all my issues with one particular casting, I just feel like everything we've seen about it seems to rise above it. So I'll probably check it out. Um, if someone will take me on a date, Ubu. <laughs> but maybe Alan will actually see it. Who knows? We we very rarely get out to movies. It's funny because I was commenting to somebody the other day. I was like, yeah, I think I've only seen two movies in the theater in the last year. And one of them was Everything Everywhere All at Once, you know, for all the talk about the movie going on tonight i'm like i i think that's like one of two movies i saw in the theater in the last year or so um maybe super mario brothers will be one for this year we'll see Let's see all right um i hear that the
2: dungeons and dragons movie is awesome too like the reviews have been great so far which is
1: funny because the 90s one was not <laughs> so no that was a terrible it'll movie. Be, this it, one looks pretty it'll fun. be nice if they flip the script a little
3: I really liked it, actually, the one they did. And, of course, Kroll was originally supposed to be a and d movie.
1: Interesting. All right. Uh, Sakura, you had a quick story for us here.
3: Yeah, I guess I do. Um, so, surprising to really nobody that's watched the show, Last of Us is the highest-ranked video game adapt- uh, adaptation of all time. It's been getting great reviews. It's been renewed for a second season. It had the second-largest high- uh, second debut, uh, according to HBO um it's behind actually the uh, house of the dragon and it's been just considered amazing it got a a 9.4 uh out of 10 across uh the boards for uh uh IMDB and all the a lot of the ranking systems um it actually almost matches the game's ranking which was a 9.7 um and the user uh rankings on IMDB are like just astounding over the over the moon it's it's better than the witcher in far in terms of how it was ranked as well and it's even ranking over castlevania and definitely over halo which was terrible but yeah as far as the video game ones just to go through um uh the uh adaptation so last of us is at the top followed by the witcher and the league of legends was as arcane castlevania Mm. halo Tron Uprising. I don't know why that's there because it was not the video game. The Dragon yeah. Age, Age Absolution was also pretty, pretty up there. But above all of it, um, and number nine on the list, by the way, is Mass Effect Paragon Lost, which oh, I yeah. watched it was pretty good. Remember that
1: Arcane, yeah. that League of Legends one is apparently really good, even if you don't really follow League of Legends. So I thought that was interesting. So I'm not surprised that's popping up there. So, yeah, um, but uh I just uh, at some point I'll get around to watching The Last of Us. I'm just so behind on TV. You know what I finally watched this week, especially considering the cruise I just went on. I finally started watching Lower Decks this week. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. i d I'm like I'm actually glad I finally got motivated to watch it because it is really funny. So and the the characters in it are so good. So oh. and, you know, I only have what, like 28 more episodes of that to watch, and then I can get around to uh Last of Us and some of this other stuff I'm behind on, so I'm just that cool, hip old man watching shows from five years ago. (laughs) All right. Uh, Speaking of up and coming new things, you can check out the Xbox Games Showcase on June 11th. That's going to be immediately followed by a Starfield Direct. So it's going to be a big day for lots of Xbox games. Of course, that date probably sounding very much like an E3 kind of date. And considering we still don't... By the way... Less than three months out until E3, and we don't even have confirmation that it's actually happening. Um, I'll just leave that there. But Microsoft will be doing a game showcase, if you know nothing else, on June 11th. And I imagine not only will we hear about Starfield, but maybe some of the other releases from Microsoft this year. I'm hoping for Fable. I'm hoping for some news on Fable. That would be eight, I nine, really want to know I'm- what... Playground, Ready for Fable. yeah, the uh uh Forza Horizon team is done with the Fable series because Forza Horizon is you know they, they there are many people myself among them that will say that's the reason to own an Xbox that is the game you are truly missing if you are not on Microsoft's platform is Horizon even if you're not a racing game fan it Horizon is that good and uh, the fact that they're going to be working on now Fable makes me really curious what they're going to do with it uh zen monkey 11 in chat says it's just going to be a fable mmo like game i i don't i don't maybe
2: i, I i'm sorry don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> I,
1: I know and I, that actually would not be a bad thing i mean could it be open world the way the horizon is open world that it's a little bit more drop in and drop out like i don't want to just assume because horizon is done a certain way Fable's going to be done the same way i think the developers have the bandwidth to do other stuff with it if they want so uh oh. anyway I'll be very curious to see what comes out of this, but we'll we'll all find out together on June 11th. Is that a show night? Because I know uh, I'm having a peek ahead. June, yes, June 11th is a show night. Ooh, this could be interesting. This could be an interesting summer. All right, we'll see. Uh, let's travel around the world and check out some releases, some things that are going to be coming out a little sooner than Fable on the Xbox. Uh, things this week in the U.S. and beyond, uh, starting in the U.S., Loki?
2: Uh, we have Hot Wheels Rift Rally on iOS, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. Uh, the Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure on PC, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation 4. Uh, Valheim coming to Xbox One and Xbox Series. Vernal Edge on PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. Alice Gear, Agus CS, uh, Concentro of the Tricks, I guess. Simultrix, uh, that's on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. The Dark Pictures Switchback VR. I thought that was a launch game, but I guess it's kind of a launch. That is on PlayStation VR 2. Post Void, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation 4. Uh, Bayonetta Origin, Syriza, and the Lost Demon on Nintendo Switch. Flame Keeper on PC and Nintendo Switch. And uh, last but not least, WWE 2K23 on PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series.
1: Uh, before we get to Japan, great question from chat regarding the Xbox event. When Dark Tetsuya pointed out uh, that he wasn't sure what time it was going to be at, they haven't announced the time, and that is very interesting. I would bank... That it's probably going to be more of a morning-ish event. I don't think necessarily like 9 a.m., but it could be more like an 11 a.m., maybe even as early as 10 a.m. Here's my logic behind that: um, Europe, or you know, not all of Europe, but you know, the, the the main Europe time is going to be five hours ahead of Eastern time, which is eight hours ahead of Pacific time. So something that's at noon for us in California is going to be at 8 p.m. for Europe or prime time. If they are going to feature a game like Fable being developed by a studio in Europe, it makes a lot of sense for them to do that. With the world being the way it's laid out, somebody is always going to have it in the middle of the night. Um, Japan being in the middle of the night for Microsoft makes a lot of sense. Microsoft is, doesn't have as much to show Japan. We all know that. So uh, it makes sense that because if they did it in the morning here, it would be something like, God, probably like 3 in the morning for Japan. But I think Microsoft's probably willing to... Uh, cut that loss whereas if they did it in the at the in the night here if they did it at a 5 p.m or an 8 p.m slot it's going to be like 1 or 2 a.m for europe and i think uh microsoft's not going to want to do that so we'll see what happens though uh anything could happen and you know if maybe they have a big announcement that they want japan's attention for uh anything is possible Speaking of Japan, let's check out the releases that they are getting this week. We'll start with the Nintendo Switch, which sees Dawn of the Monsters this week, as well as Jitsu Squad in a regular and special edition this week. Six-Targate Star Trail is out in a regular and limited edition. Stranger of Sword City, as well as Blue-Winged Chevalier comes out this week. Uh, Also, Bayonetta Origins uh, in uh, lockstep with the European release of Bayonetta Origins and the US release on st patrick's day so bayonetta is also out on the switch that game is releasing a lot sooner than i would have expected it to but i guess it has been in those directs lately so it's just i'm just like whoa that game is suddenly coming okay i thought that was like a summer game anyway playstation 5 you really only have dawn of the monsters this week but you also have an ano ano 1800 Uh, This is a uh, Ubisoft game that's like old warships type of thing. So uh, 1800 probably being the year. Uh, So that is out this week as well. And uh, that is it for PlayStation 5 releases this week. Let's go over to Europe. Dark Sakura.
3: We have on the 14th uh, Transport Fever 2 for PlayStation Xbox. For the same also Clash Artifacts of Chaos Xeno Edition wwe 2k 23 deluxe edition on the 16th for playstation and switch we have alice gear aegis um for playstation and xbox we have uh ano 1800 console edition uh for uh pc we are i should say just for computer we have uh the sims 4 going together expansion on the 17th for playstation and switch we have uh signalis um on Switch we have Bayonetta Origins, Sereza and the Lost Demon. On uh the three, we have Peppa Pig World Adventures. Um on the seventeenth for PlayStation and Xbox, we have WWE two K twenty three. Um for PlayStation and Switch, we have Windstorm and Unexpected Arrival.
1: All right. Uh, a few more stories for y'all, and then we'll get to the listener roundtable featuring your emails. Actually, I don't think we have emails tonight, but maybe we'll see. Participate at Uh Phone calls and chat comments. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, though. But first, we have some more stories for you. Loki. Yeah.
2: So um, with the new update that came out for Mario Kart 8, it, of course, added Birdo to the roster of characters. But along with that, a new column for uh, new characters. And now it appears that there's still five more new characters coming to Mario Kart 8. So that's exciting. Uh, We'll have to see who exactly is going to be coming. But um, I guess in the future DLC, we'll see those five characters come in.
1: (laughs) Orange right in chat says pink gold daisy. Don't joke about that. Because honestly, like just alternate skins of existing characters. I I bet. I'm going to put I'm going to put an official OLR bet, an official Rob Roberts prediction. At least one of those characters is just some terrible reskin of an existing character. But I bet Damn. we'll get a couple I bet we'll get a couple interesting ones in that. I'm not sure who's missing. Oh, Fire Emblem. We don't have anyone from Fire Emblem in the game yet, right?
2: <laughs> you will get someone from the Mario movie. We can get them one of those penguins.
1: Oh, that might be cute, a Mario movie tie in. I like what you're thinking with that. Yeah, maybe one of the penguins or something. Huh. That's a cute idea. Yeah, Mike Defton chat says Silver Yoshi and Birdo. Oh, Yo- Yoshi's a prime target for the really cheap reskin type of thing because Yoshi already had reskins. That's in the lore. If you want to go back to Super Mario World and like the red Yoshi that shoots right, fire. you, you can already.
2: Well, you can do that already in Mario Kart Eight. You could you select the Yoshi and you could ch- choose the alternate oh, okay. skins. I think for
1: that, I haven't played in so long. I don't even remember that. So,
2: but yeah, there's stupid things like Metal Mario where it's like Gold Mario and yeah, yeah. So pink, gold. Yeah,
1: All right, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, moving on. Dark Soccer. Um, Amazon's got.
3: Uh, Actually, an abstract uh, proposed for something called Alexa Arena, which, excuse me, my voice is catching, um, which basically is an interactive platform uh, for AI training where you go through the game and it's, you have to like do just certain normal tasks a specific way. Like one is plug the floppy disk into the computer with a skull on it, you know, and it's like this: the scenario laid out is going into an office, but it's supposed to work for um, machine learning to uh, apply to everyday uh, office use and and personal assistant use. So, yeah, our, our robot overlords are getting closer.
1: This kind of ties in a little bit so that I know you weren't here at the beginning of the show. We were talking in depth a little bit about AI, uh, you know, and that has, seems to be the next big thing in gaming because, you know, Discord's been doing a lot with AI. And this, you know, training the robots, how to it kind of, it's, it's interesting that a lot of companies are going this direction. It's going to be very interesting taken, to see.
3: I've taken some um, courses in machine learning. Mm-hmm. And it actually, they, they can't really do anything without the information that we feed them. So they have to build up a massive database of, of information. Doing a game to do this is actually a pretty smart idea you know i'm just saying
1: there there are clever ways to get people's data absolutely
3: (laughs) no i'm not saying this is for people's data this is for training an ai by providing it feedback
1: my brain went to,
3: to do with personal data my
1: brain went to pokemon sleep and uh how that is like using cute little uh cute pokemon to farm people's sleeping data
3: which is this is something completely different this is teaching activity and giving it a broad range of activity to add to its uh learning
1: all right my brain's a little bit on this whole stealing that's not how things. machine
3: learning works <laughs>
1: well well say that to the ai art robots because that's that's
3: a little that's a little different this is more for for teaching and assistive ai
1: all right moving on loki
2: all right, so this is not too surprising, but you know, after the reveal of the Suicide Squad gameplay, uh, that was recently part of the deep dive that they did in the PlayStation, um, what was it PlayStation Now event that they had? Uh, fans were very disappointed by what they saw. And as such, uh, Rocksteady has now delayed the game from May to sometime later this year to, um, address those concerns from Ta- taking a page reaction. out
1: of the first sonic the hedgehog trailer playbook right <laughs>
2: something to that effect yeah hey um, hey you know
1: what it worked out well for that movie so maybe honestly this actually is probably news we should be applauding i don't yeah, think they, we should be looking at this going yeah
2: it, it basically say uh you know J- jason schreier explained that you know don't expect any big changes but you know instead it's gonna be some polishing as to what's already there. <sighs> they're gonna have to make some changes though, because it looked pretty not great. I I you know what it's just like it, Suicide Squad's is
1: not cracked down. Please don't make it crackdown. Alright. Well, this particular series isn't persona, but that's not gonna stop somebody from trying. And uh yes, I've I've been sent this little movie a lot. And uh, I think technically it came up at the end of the show last week, but let's talk now officially on record about the Persona-type RPG where you are going to play as the Golden Girls. That's right. It's the Golden Girls Take Manhattan DX, and it's developed by Joey Pagano and Chris Lindgren. It's a fast-paced JRPG where you play as Rose, Dorothy, Sophia, and Blanche uh, on the streets of Miami, where you're battling clowns for whatever reason, uh, and you do Dark Souls type adventures through dungeons. Uh, there's a whole trailer as well that came out, which I I don't know how this isn't getting ceased and desisted, um, but. Apparently what happened, uh, and this is all on the Game Dev website, if you want to read at J E O Y uh you can uh, read the blog that says, What started as a joke has quickly spiraled into a playground of ideas meant to explore just how much we can push our skills and retain our sanity with our own brand of humor. Simply put, this is Persona 5's gameplay replaced with the context of the Golden Girls. There is no reason why we use that coat of paint other than how far can we take this joke. I'm a little worried it's gonna get C and D'd over that. Um, but otherwise it's scheduled to release this holiday season. So we'll see what happens. It's not just I mean, in looking at the trailer, the characters look different enough where I I don't know. Cause, you know, when you do something like this, it doesn't just have to be like the golden girls IP, but then you also have the uh likenesses to the actresses that played you know blanche Sophia, Dor- and so forth and i would say that like i i don't think that the uh rose really looks like betty white but like the dorothy looks a lot like b arthur to me so i i feel like that's a whole other place that this could get uh tied up because. What was it? Was it, oops, not the, not the intro playing again. Was it Was it the um, Clue game or something? There's some official license thing out there. I think it's the Clue game. Sophia looks nothing like Sophia. And I think it's because they probably couldn't get the estate of Estelle Getty to sign on to it. So uh, wh- whether it's a tied up in logistics thing or they really just didn't want to be associated with it or whatever the reason is. Anyway, my point is never announce these things this far in advance unless you're ready to drop the game on the internet tomorrow. And it's a once on the internet, always on the internet type of situation because I feel like this is going to get cease and desisted and they're going to have to change those characters into sure. grandma RPG, you know, with nondescript older, you know, which we'll all know what it is, wink, wink, nudge. But Well, yeah.
2: I mean, if they give them guns, then that would suffice for one of our that, dream That games.
3: is, that is. But, okay, but... Okay, bye. Golden Girls pinball will
1: win. Hey, I'd be into that. That's for sure. Uh, some comments in chat. Zen Monkey with some lore. Uh, I think they did a popular Golden Girls episode with a clown. I think Dorothy's husband was dressed like a clown or something. I'm sure they got Stan. In fact, that is a, a me- image that's coming to my mind is Stan in a clown outfit because it's a really, f- you know, funny image when she's talking about her ex. So. Anyway, uh, let's see. Fifth Dream says Olden Gals. Yeah, they just change the name a little bit. Uh, Red Entertainment points out there's a reason why the Golden Girls Chia Pet doesn't look like any of the Golden Girls. They'd have to pay the estater. Yeah, it's exactly that type of thing for sure. So, um, <laughs> and everybody in chat they, is they like. They
3: could just base it off of Golden Palace instead.
1: That's true. If they can't get the estate of um, B. Arthur to sign on, they sure could they'd have to get who was it was it Cheech from Cheech and Chong was in that as well and then yeah. one other well known actor today was it Don Chadel was in that I want to say yes
2: yeah, Don Shadell was in that
1: yes that's it so alright moving on. yeah I would expect you would know these things Loki because I know your wife has made you watch them all <laughs>
2: i have never watched golden palace really
1: actually no i take that back i
2: may have seen it on tv like when it was actually on like a long time ago yeah, but, i
1: remember it when it was actually on tv
2: because um, we, we used to watch like we used to watch golden girls at um i think my grandparents house or we maybe watch it at home too i don't know but it was like girls it was certain, a staple it was yeah. definitely something we watched when it was on like actually airing on tv and i'm pretty sure that we watched at least i've seen like an and the episode of Golden Palace. Well, it was only on and for one I...
1: season. Golden Palace was essentially yeah. the eighth it's season of enough. Golden Girls without B. Arthur. You know, it was just... Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very different. That's why I didn't do... It was on a different <laughs> network. It wasn't on NBC. It was on CBS. Um,
3: well, hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, um, uh, with that, I was going to say, Golden Girls was on for so long. It was on for like seven years that by the time they got to Golden Palace, it was like 92 so that's around the time, at least for me, I was like a freshman, sophomore in high school by the time you know that happened. So I wasn't that young when that came out. So
3: That was our staple in designing women.
1: Oh, uh, and that yeah. was the night that the lights went out well before it was a Drag Race monologue lip sync. But if they were going to pick any monologue to be a lip sync on that television program, that is the one to do. So I will give them that. <laughs> Now, now I just now I can't even see like oh, what was her name? It wasn't Delta Burke. It was um. Oh my God! She's the other star of that show, I can't remember her name. Dixie Lady. Carter. Dixie Carter. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I now I see Monet Exchange doing it in my mind. I don't even see Dixie Carter doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: I mean, I will say when when someone says the, the night, the lights went out of Georgia, I think of Vicki Lawrence. But
1: Yes, there is that, too. I know that because that was the staple in my household was Mama's family. And my mother loved, yeah. loved, yeah. loved just, Carol Burnett and everything associated with it.
3: Vicki Lawrence's rendition of that song is just like gives me chills.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alright, uh let's move on. That was it. That was it for the last story. I can't believe I put that story last. Yes, I can. All right. Uh no, I will I I'm not like it's just it's funny like how many times that was sent to me, but I I don't like I get to the point where I appreciate that those sorts of things make people think of me. I I, I do appreciate it all right uh let's get to the listener roundtable if you would like to uh, email us participate at orange or you'd like to call us by joining our green room over on discord vognetwork.com slash discord if you'd like to join our discord server or we can just reminisce about 80s tv shows like y'all are doing in chat but seriously anything you want to bring up uh as well we can talk about here i uh, just want to confirm i don't think we have emails tonight just confirming that no okay so i thought
3: we had, we had junk
1: we had, oh, yay, Junk, my favorite. Maybe it's time to change the address again. I don't know. No. Um, no.
3: We don't get that much junk. No,
1: it was it was bad. When we changed it the first time, it was bad, but um, it's not so bad anymore. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mishkin says, uh, you know, I never knew Vicky Lawrence was the one who originally sang that song. I feel dumb now thinking it was Reba. I thought there was someone before Vicky even, or I ah, thought it was an old, gonna, we'll old check. song.
3: Yeah, it's supposed to be an older song.
1: Yeah. I think Vicky just had like a a very successful version of it.
3: All right. So the it was a Southern Gothic murder ballad written in 1972 um, by Bobby Russell and recorded by his then wife, Vicky Lawrence. Hers is the original.
1: Really? I thought there was a version before. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about that?
3: Mm-hmm. All right. And then it was covered by Reba McIntyre in 1991. Right. Yep.
1: Whenever I think of Reba, I'm only going to think of Fancy. That is the definitive Reba song for me. Here's your want chance of dancing. I used to have a hat. I miss my hat that I got in Vegas. So you know Reba played the Vegas show that was at the Celine amphitheater that adele's in now right reba had a show there for a little bit and when i was in vegas we didn't get to see the show sadly but there's always the souvenir shop so i bought a hat it was a cool little black hat you might remember this it said fancy on the hat (laughs) and i loved that hat unfortunately it got the the fancy lettering started to tear off it was no good anymore so it was cheaply made hat so ah
3: i know who did the other version tanya tucker did one with alternate lyrics
1: Ah, maybe I was thinking of Tanya Tucker. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. All right.
3: And there's your country music history of the day. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeehaw.
1: SJO 100 Matt says, we need a TV 8090 sitcom special episode. We still need Orange Lounge Foodio. We got to make that happen. We've been talking about that for a while. I guess I need to lock down a date with my co-hosts here now that I'm back from the cruise and all that stuff. So we'll make that happen.
3: Yeah. All
1: right. What what other um special shows would you like to see here at Vogue Network? Because uh, the the special cast on the cruise was fun. I'll bring Grandpa back for something else. He was surprisingly well behaved compared to his days on horde House. I think he I think he got the memo that some things have changed. <laughs>
3: Has he's mellowed some
1: no i wouldn't say mellowed but he's he is he's adjusted his digs on me he was, he still gave me hell but he he adjusted them appropriately so it's good
3: by the, by the way ron i can do an 80s style music just wait
1: we have an anniversary so coming up in june maybe we'll we'll play around with some of that huh all right mm. anyway all right well, not a lot of other activity coming in, so you know what? I think I think even though it's a little shorter tonight, I think we've hit the end of the show. This is what it is. I know. But I just got here. I know. There's stuff on TV that has people's attention too. I don't know if you heard about that whole thing going on tonight. What? So uh um, the Oscars are tonight.
3: Oh shit. I I don't pay attention to that shit. I, well,
1: I know. We we well we've been doing this for over twenty years, so we kinda but you know I it's I, more important I noticed the nights that big things are on TV. It's also, to be fair, it's also the last of us finale, which I don't know who counter-programmed that on the Oscars, but uh, maybe because they have a lot of on-demand watchers for that. So there's that.
3: All right. Looking for voice talent.
1: Let's go around and get everybody's final thought for the night. Uh, First off, I'm going to say thank you so much for listening to Orange Launch Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We are the show where every gamer has a voice, but to get more voices out there, we need them. So tell a friend or two about the show. Help us spread the word. A nice five-star review on a site like iTunes goes an awful long way, and we appreciate all of that as well. Wherever it is you listen to the show, Spotify, uh, help us spread the word. We appreciate it. Um, With that, we'll get to final thoughts. Star Sakura, sorry you missed most of the show, but I hope you had fun uh, with the stream.
3: I did. And it was it was nice to finally get to participate in that, but I'm I'm going to be hopping back into the fog immediately. I was after. like, you're
1: still going tonight, so yeah, yeah,
3: I am. I ha- hey, you got to have consistency, right? Yep, it's important. And I want and rank reset is tomorrow, so I want to do as much bullshit gaming while I'm eerie one as I can. Sounds good. All right.
1: All right. Well, have a great stream tonight.
3: Later, Taters, and remember, bullshit shenanigans. It's a thing.
1: <laughs> okay. Later uh loki your final thought for tonight
2: um my final thought is that it's nice to see everything everywhere all at once sweeping the oscars
1: did it win? did it win the big one or do we not know? not it?
2: yet but it's won like four or five categories already mm-hmm. um what was it uh best supporting actress best supporting actor uh best screenplay and there's something else i missed
1: it uh let's see my final thought for tonight um i guess i'll plug my own streaming next week i'm going to stream on tuesday and thursday tuesday i'm hoping to finish no man's sky expedition 9 i don't know if i can actually do it all in one night so we'll try our best to get it done on tuesday if not maybe i'll have to do a bonus stream i was gonna do a bonus stream over the weekend but if the diablo 4 beta is this weekend then no uh i don't know if we can stream the diablo 4 beta i imagine if it's an open beta we must be able to because i'll be playing way too much of that this weekend uh believe it so if they allow me to stream it i will if i'm not allowed to then i won't um thursday i'm gonna play more theater them Uh, The World Ends With You DLC will be out on Thursday. So I look forward to that. Otherwise, um, I hope everybody has a great week. Please be safe if you partake in St. Patrick's Day shenanigans. Although for some reason, it seems like a lot of that happened this past weekend. Like they died the river in Chicago this weekend when St. Patrick's Day is on a Friday. I don't know. They must do it on a Saturday or something. Um, So yeah, I'll uh, uh, be curious to see uh, what shenanigans happen on Friday. But please be safe, y'all. And have a good one. That's going to do it for another episode of Orange Lounge Radio. Have a great week. We will see you next time. And uh, be safe, everyone. Have a wonderful night. Bye.
0: You've been listening to Orange Lounge Radio. Orange Lounge Radio is a production of OLR Studios. To join us for our live show, tune into vognetwork.com Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Orange Lounge Radio nor VOG Network, but you know they were all still true.